0: Hey, what's up, guys? It's Rico here, CEO of Sourcefin Asia, co-host of China Podcast, and the host of the Sourcefin Asia YouTube channel. Of course, back with another one. This is another Rico's Ruminations pod. For any of the regular audience that's wondering, like, why I've been doing more of these um, solo sort of podcasts, it's a couple of different reasons. One, I have more time because of COVID. Like, you know, we're at home. Although I am office shopping, I actually have a viewing tomorrow at a, a WeWork space, which should be should be pretty cool they have their own podcast and and, and um youtube vlogger room which uh, i'll hope to be taking advantage of soon but anyways the, the big thing is um we are in the process of creating a digital summit uh, it'll be called the sfa summit it'll be a pre-recorded thing but we're going to be putting together a, a pretty decent list of guest speakers and i'm going to basically be so focused on trying to get those interviews and presentations done hopefully within the next 3 4 weeks so i'm not going to be scheduling interviews with with other entrepreneurs because i'll be trying to get them to do the presentation itself which will be 30 40 minute 1 hour presentations with a little bit of q and a. This episode is i wanted to talk about the difficulties of managing employees. So over the years i've probably had I've probably gone through well over 20 to 30 employees in the past five years i've been i've been pretty good like i think our retention rate for staff has been significantly higher in the last two to three years like we have multiple employees including you know our video editor who he's i've been working with him since what late 2018 yeah i met him for the first time in person last year in january but we at that stage we'd already been working together for maybe six months So, I mean, it's like even, you know, like our video editor, I worked with him. I've been working with him for over a year and a half, two years almost. Our previous podcast editor was with us for a year. You know, our current one has been with us for over six months. You know, we have uh, our content editing guy who's also been with us for six months at this stage. Imogen has been with me for four years. Uh, We have a ton of part-time staff, uh, project management staff that have been with us for Two years, one and a half years. Our salesperson Vincent's been with us for over a year. You know, so the retention has been much higher. I would say for any any of the employees that we've hired in in the last two three years, they've been they've stuck around longer. Whereas before, we had staff that would work for six months or three months or four months for multiple reasons. Maybe we had to let them go. Maybe they um, just weren't a good fit for the for the business. Maybe they were already on a temporary contract sometimes they just wanted you know they changed their job Uh, we had one employee that got pregnant while while she was working for us and had some health complications around that so she had to step down so and then sometimes i just i like i said good wasn't a good fit a lot of it had to do i'm going to start with the hiring stuff and then i'm going to talk about the actual management stuff i don't want to be a product of my environment i want my environment to be a product of me In terms of the hiring stuff a lot of it had to do with just inexperience. one of the biggest thing one of the biggest lessons i feel like i learned when i first started having employees and i had interns obviously was you have to transition your mindset because before this you've you've been an employee right like you've been an employee for years like i started working i, I worked in my mom's store when i was 12 years old and, and 13 and 14 during during some holidays and i started consistently working part-time during college. I think my first part-time job was when I was 17 or 18 during college selling at the, you know, Seneca bookstore. So since that time period I've, I've pretty much had consistent part-time work and then obviously to uh, the last summer and when I moved to China I was full-time. So what happens with that is you kind of build an identity around being an employee and being told what to do or walking into a set structure of course you have the playground the sandpit and you know within that context you have freedom like when i was teaching english at organic we had sort of a general lesson plan and whatever i wanted to do i could freestyle off of that but you're still being put in a sandbox right and then things are organized for you you show up to work they already scheduled the the students you know how many classes you have you know roughly what your lessons are going to be, the level of the students, all that stuff is already pre-planned for you. And then you just kind of come in and do your stuff. So the difference is when you're a manager or you're you're managing people, you have to sit down and allocate those tasks to those individuals. And you have to sit down and think, is this worth it? Is this how much time is this going to take? Have I given this person enough stuff to do? That was one of the first things that i had a realization about is that i got so used to just sitting down and working by myself especially when we first started the company one i had the job but and i'd been working for so many years but even just in general when we started the company it was just me and mike and mike's doing his work independently i'm doing my work independently i'm sending out proposals i'm sending out emails i hop in on sales calls like i'm doing all this stuff and i'm only thinking about what i have to do on a daily basis once i had staff i was like oh wait i have to sit down and like really think about what this person is going to do tomorrow like that so that was a big mentality shift which is always it's always interesting and then having to let go of that control so that that was a that was a big one but i think in terms of the hiring practices at the beginning it was just circumstance we hired interns that were students at, or, at organic that maybe weren't qualified for the type of work that we were doing but they were just interested and they th- they saw it as a way to practice english and things like that so like that was okay but you know obviously we tried to to tighten it up a little bit our first employee leo was actually relevant because he was studying international business in school and his english was pretty decent so like the stuff that we were doing to this day he's still involved in this industry so i mean that's 5 years on and he's still involved in in sort of sourcing and manufacturing and we gave him his start and he worked with us for roughly 8 months to almost a year with leo it was good because he was motivated he was he already was studying what we were doing and you know he's he had a somewhat of a business mindset so like it was kind of easy once he trained him up he was almost like i wouldn't say the equivalent of Imogen, but he was close to to the level of Imogen where i i just trusted trusted leo and he understood the company ethos and you know how we like to think about our business and how we like to operate and you know the mentality behind everything that we do and the systemization and optimization and transparency with clients and x y and z that was fine but then we had a lot of mishaps i remember there was one client there was one employee that we had called carson i liked him because he was basically like this chinese dude who'd grown up half of his life in the states spoke perfect english you know chinese and western culture are so different that when you meet somebody who has lived abroad and just kind of, like, the simple things. Like, he watched the same TV shows as me as a kid. You know what I mean? Um, whereas, like, a Chinese person maybe only started watching Marvel and DC stuff in the last 10 years because of the movies. Like, they didn't really grow up reading comic books about Batman and Superman and all that stuff. It's stuff that came later on in life. So, it, it does, it's a big difference, right? Listening to the same music, watching the TV, same TV shows. So, I hired him more so based off of the communication like how easy it was to talk to him than really how qualified he was and that kind of backfired because I learned very quickly especially when you have only two people three people working in a in a space in a confined space together it's so difficult to hide you know you cannot be doing you know 20% or 30% of what the other people are doing when you're in that environment so very early on Leo and I sat down and and you know I was asking Leo to give his assessment and he was like I just feel like he's a little bit lazy and I mean he ended up staying with us for three months but you know it was just one of those like we were just having to constantly chase him I remember there was one time he just didn't show up for work wasn't picking up his phone and uh finally in the afternoon and it was a kind of an important day like we fell behind on some stuff and finally in the afternoon he was like he picked up his phone and he's like i'm like what happened he was like i just i don't know man i just i just didn't want to get up and go to work and i was like the fuck you know <laughs> and that was maybe a week or so before the end of, of of when he started working with us so i think some of the other aspects that i, I i'm as i'm talking at I, I can recall is beyond the hiring aspects beyond not hiring qualified people it was also me being too buddy buddy with my early staff so those are some of the lessons i started learning i was like i need to separate myself a little bit as a as the boss versus friend because i was maybe a little bit too comfortable with my staff and you know people start to take advantage of that because there is obvious there's an obvious Power dynamic, especially if you're talking about Chinese businesses. While I tried to be more of like the startup Silicon Valley, hey, there is no hierarchy. There is a hierarchy. At the end of the day, I sign the checks. I make the, I make the payments. So there and I hire and I fire people. So there's there's definitely a hierarchy there. But you know, and it's good to have a little bit of that separation. So, but it was tough because that time we were working in the office, not only working. They're working in my apartment. So it was very difficult to separate my personal life and my business. And I remember starting to get frustrated about that a year or so into, well, not a year, about, yeah, we moved into our first office a a year after the business started. So I would say maybe six to eight months in, I really started to get a little bit frustrated with the aspect of like, I had situations where that time period, like our office hours has always been 10 to 6. But I'd be up at seven thirty, you know. I'd be going through my morning routine, and I remember one of my employees came super early one day. She showed up at like eight thirty in the morning, and I was coming out of the shower. You know, it was just, <laughs> and I was coming out of the shower in like a bathroom and a towel, topless. You know, so uh, it was just things like that. Like, and then I had situations where, I, on specific days, it was like six p.m., seven, six, six thirty, seven p.m. I'm supposed to have friends come over for drinks. And one of my employees is like, "Hey, Rico, do you mind if I like take a nap on the couch? Because I'm I'm gonna go and play like badminton after this." And I'm like, "Oh God! Like, can you just leave? Like, I have (laughs) I have plans after work." So things like that start to happen more and more. So I really had to separate my work life and my personal life, and then also not just separate it from a physical space, but separate it intellectually with my staff, and just start to view my staff a little bit different. So when I started hiring more people beyond Know Carson and Leo, there was a little bit of like, okay, I'm your boss, and yes, we can be friendly. You can talk to me about certain things if you have issues in your life that is going to affect work, but we're not going to be like hanging out after work every day. We're not going to be like grabbing drinks every weekend like I used to with like Leo and, and, and Carson and stuff, and some of the other interns that we had going for dinners constantly. It was like, no, we'll do that on you know once a month or once every. You know when on special occasions and it always has to be the entire company it can't just be what well, has to be the majority of the staff it can't just be like me hanging out with leo having a beer it's just too it was it's a little bit too intimate if if you will and another major thing i i learned is again like in terms of the hiring practices once you start to have really good employees and employees that understand the company culture they keep you honest so i remember with imogen you know there was a time period where we went through quite a few different employees like uh, and i was just hiring people just to plug in holes quite honestly and i was this was also around the time period when i was a partner in interchina so i remember being spread thin and i remember having to split my work day between interchina and and source And i was extremely stressed because i was like i would work on source fine Asia stuff from the morning till afternoon and then afternoon till evening would be into china so then at the same time i'm trying to like grow at two startups and um, i need to hire in a new employee for sfa because one of our employees left to go study or something like that and uh i hired this guy he was also one of my old students at, at organic and again non-qualified he, he was studying like graphic design he wasn't <laughs> sourcing and he wasn't in the sourcing you know manufacturing industry at all from any way shape or form and this is not six months into a startup this is now you know a year and a half almost two years into a into the company so you're think you know Imogen's thinking like she's part-time she's trying to see she's about to graduate school she's trying to see if she's going to stay with this company we had hired some other qualified staff before so we had about three we had two full-time people and Imogen was part-time and then we brought in this guy as well as a part-time employee because we just needed him and he made a lot of mistakes like he made some some he made one crucial mistake which was when and, and really ultimately the the sword falls on me because I sent him he was inexperienced and I sent him to to do a factory inspection and the reason why I didn't go is because I was busy with Enter China. I couldn't leave at that moment because Enter China had I had some obligations with Enter China. So anyways, he went and did this inspection and uh his inexperience led us to partly led us to work with this factory. And then also his inexperience actually pissed off the boss because the boss felt like why did they send this guy who doesn't know anything about manufacturing and like these guys seem unprofessional or whatever so yeah and then uh when i fired him i remember i sat down when i was thinking about firing him i remember i sat down with with imogen and i was just kind of saying hey so what do you think about this guy and you know she was like to be honest i'm, I'm a little bit disappointed in you and i was like whoa like where where is this coming from you know and she explained she was like look we're like for me it makes me feel like you don't care about the business or you don't care about your employees because you're bringing in these unqualified people that we end up just getting rid of after three months or two months or one month. And uh, it hit me, man, it, it kind of hit me hard because I was like, she's right, she's 100% right. And my focus wasn't there, my focus was on Enter China, and I was just plugging in holes And this. That's not the way to run a startup, that's not the way to run a business in general. Like you start to lose your focus in that kind of way. And you know, your business can tank just from the mistakes of your employees because you're not hiring the the most qualified people and this is the first time that imogen really kind of stepped up in that way when i started to see her as potentially i'd already seen her as a great employee but i started to think of i was like oh she really cares about the company ethos and the values of the business and she's that's what happens when you have good employees is that they really start to keep you honest they remind you of the values that you set out in the business because when you hired them you taught them those values and you're continuing those values the moment you shift is the moment that they lose interest or they need to call you out on your bullshit. So when she said that, I was like, you're 100% right. I went back to not plugging in holes with my staff, with my hiring practices. And I, I went back to using the same processes that I used prior to hire people, which is like I you know, put them through multiple interviews. I had a specific questionnaire um, that I would use as well. So I ended up taking my time and I think we ended up getting, we ended up hiring some pretty good people after that. And after that, our retention rate for staff became significantly better. We had, you know, people that at least they were on a one-year contract and they finished those one-year contracts. And then maybe at the end, we decided not to renew, not because the employee was so bad, but it was also because we just were, maybe we wanted to save money and hire part-time people. Or we just felt like they, that employee had reached their limit, their ceiling. Um, and we were trying to maybe hire somebody who's a little bit more has a little bit more potential this is definitely going to be a part one part two i'm a part one is just going to be hiring practices part two i'm going to talk about the actual management and some of the mistakes that i made and and you know uh, one story that i already told in a youtube uh, video is how one employee basically extorted us (laughs) for for money and almost kind of tanked our business i think the biggest lessons i took from there is like uh shifting my mentality from being an employee to a manager shifting my mentality from being buddy buddy friendship guy to i'm your boss and you're my staff and we have to keep a separation in our work and and personal life and a big part of that for me is when we finally moved into an office about a year after starting the business that was awesome because it's like if i wanted to leave the office and go hang out with my friends or go for a date or whatever somebody was coming over to my apartment it was never going to be an issue of like, hey, my staff are still here. You have to wait or try to kick out my employees awkwardly. So that was big. And then, yeah, just I, I kind of reduced. I just had the, the, a different mentality when I hired new people. Um, the guys that were already there pre-existing, of course, it's hard to go back. But I just started to separate my my personal life. And I set some some clear boundaries within my mind. And then setting core values and processes around hiring taking the previous experiences that I had of hiring unqualified people just because I needed them at the time and stopping doing that, actually taking my time, whether it takes two months or three months to hire somebody, it's better than plugging in a gap for a week within a week, and then having to fire that person two, three months later. So I I took my standard operating procedures around hiring more seriously. And I tried to only hire people with relevant experience, and then I, I started to plug I started to bring my employees into the hiring process because before it was just me, I would you know come up with a short list of people. I'd reach out to my networks and stuff like that and then I would do the whole thing myself. At this stage, what I started doing was I would have maybe I'd still reach out to my networks and stuff like that and, and and we'd post on job sites. but I would also have my staff reach out to their networks and then that way they would bring in people that they trusted. Uh, maybe other students, uh, maybe friends that they knew from before, and they trusted their their ability or their work ethic. So Imogen became very crucial with that because she would bring in people, and she was very well connected at her school. And then I just had a, I casted a wider a wider net, and I would have my staff narrow down the options for me, and then I would put them through my own interview process. And then afterwards, I would ha- I would have a second or third interview with one of my employees there. To talk to them and talk to them in Chinese and ask them certain questions, and then from there, I would consult with my my staff and say, you know who do you think is the most qualified, who do you think is the best? who do you think is gonna fit into the team into the company ethos? and then I would finally make the the final decision. Now, Imogen does the entire hiring process herself. There was a time when we transitioned to like she would cast the net, narrow it down herself, she would do the initial interview. And then I would do a secondary interview and then I would come back to her and say, I like these three people. You make a decision. And then now I just I let her run with it. So like I think the last three or four employees that were project management based, Imogen was entirely responsible for hiring them and and managing them. And some of these people I, I actually never met physically in person, especially even during COVID. And then I was traveling a lot last year as well. So I remember coming into office sometimes and and meeting people for the first time that had been working for us for like three, four, five months. And some of those people like Miley, for example, she's been with us for over a year. We're actually right now in discussions of, you know, raising her salary or at least giving her some more incentive based bonuses. So, yeah, I mean, she's that's what happens, I think, when you trust your your staff and, and you kind of set these rules and you learn from your mistakes. So that's the end of part one, guys. I hope you enjoyed this. Another Rico's ruminations on hiring and managing employees. The next one, this is part one. Part two will be on the actual management process, and I will tell a couple of stories about that. Cheers. No one, no one. Everyone deserves to earn, and every child to learn. Geographically, they moved us from Africa. We was once happiness pursuers. Now we backstabbing, combative and abusive. The African and Arab.